Welcome back to the Design Your Dream Year podcast, a place where we discuss all things mindset, manifestation, self-healing, and development to help you create the most fulfilling, freeing, fun, and abundant life possible. I am your host, Allison, and I am so glad that you decided to join me in my podcast corner of the internet. So thank you. I am honored to be uh, I almost said whizzing into your earbuds. <laughs> that just sounded really weird. Um, I'm honored to be broadcasting into your earbuds, your eardrums. Is that better? Not, not, not really. Maybe a little bit. Uh, you get the idea. So I'm going to stop trying to come up with the expression, <laughs> but all of this to say, I was so glad that you are joining me today. Today's episode is actually a replay of a very special interview that I did here on the podcast almost exactly three years ago with my dear friend and business mentor, James Wedmore. If you have been in my world for a while, you've probably heard me talk about him because he has had such an enormous positive impact on both my life and my business, and he has been the catalyst for so much transformation in my life. So if you are an entrepreneur and have an online business that's centered around digital products, uh, memberships, or coaching, and you're interested in really taking things to the next level, maybe you know in the along the lines of learning how to work less in order to actually bring in more income and to have a bigger impact, or if you are listening and you're thinking that you might like to start an online business, then you are going to love this episode. I don't normally talk about business stuff specifically on this podcast anymore uh, since I pivoted two plus years ago, but I do have a reason for why I'm bringing back this episode, which I will mention in just a second. So this episode is all about how working harder, working more, pushing and hustling is actually keeping you stuck. It's keeping you from reaching the next level in your business. It's keeping you from bringing in more income and maybe, just maybe, it's even keeping you from bringing in any income. And the reason why we're gonna talk about this in the conversation that I'm gonna have with James is that before I started working with James, which was back in June of 2017, so he's been my mentor now for six years, holy crap, where did the time go? But before I started working with him in June 2017, I was overworking in my business. We're talking, I was working 12 to 17 hour days, I was frantically spinning all of my wheels, doing all of the things, and I was struggling to increase my income despite the fact that I was working longer and harder than ever before. I was anxious, I was overworked, and I was seriously burned the F out. But as a result of working with James and doing the things that we're gonna be talking about in this conversation, I was able to more than triple my annual revenue by working just a third of the hours that I had before. And in fact, I nearly quadrupled my annual revenue, if you wanna get really specific, by cutting my work hours by more than half. So I was working on average, I went from 12 to 17 days to on average 
four hour days, which was just insane. And that is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the incredible results that I've experienced as a result of learning from James. And if you are currently in the position of finding yourself working so hard in your online business and yet you're not getting the results that you want or you're not making the income that you want, then first of all, I gotta say, oh my gosh, I can relate to that so much. I feel for you. I was there for so long. So oh, I'm giving you a big virtual hug. And then I also wanna say that this episode is going to be really beneficial for you. Like I said, James has been my business mentor now for the last six years. He is now an eight-figure entrepreneur, and he shows entrepreneurs how to start, grow, and scale their online businesses in a way that is truly built around creating a life of true freedom and fulfillment. That is what drew me to him in the first place. He is not about all the hustle. He's not about working yourself into the ground. He's also the host of the Mind Your Business podcast, which, oh my gosh, if you have not listened to that show and you're an entrepreneur, it is an incredible podcast. It is the only podcast that I have listened to weekly for over six years now. So if you're an entrepreneur, I consider that show a must listen to. Go check it out. It's the Mind Your Business podcast. And James has helped transform the lives and businesses of thousands of people from all over the world in every single niche imaginable. It does not matter what you teach, does not matter what you're focused on. He has helped people in over a hundred, I don't know how many different types of niches, but it's all, all of this to say is it is a lot. And he is also one of the most kind-hearted, genuine, and generous people that I know. So the reason why I'm bringing back this interview with James is because, well, for starters, it is such a good conversation that is still highly relevant and full of so much helpful tips and wisdom that is absolutely needed if you're an entrepreneur or if you're a soon-to-be entrepreneur. And because very soon he is going to be opening the doors to his flagship program called Business by Design. And this amazing program only opens once a year in June. So this year, the doors are going to be open for four days only from June 12th through the 15th, 2023. And I am honored to be an affiliate for this program. In fact, it is the only program that I have ever been, been an affiliate for because I believe in it so highly. It is legit one of the best most valuable investments that I have ever made in my entire freaking life. And this program is something that I still refer to every single month in my business. We're talking over six years after I enrolled. Like I've taken a lot of courses, a lot of programs that I'll go through once, or maybe I'll, I'll go through a part of it and then never refer to it ever again. This is the one program that I run my business by and I refer to it every single month and I've been doing that for the last six years. And so I have created an amazing bonus package to go along with all the goodies that you get inside Business by Design. 
but I am not going to go into any more details about that right now. Just know that if you're interested to learn more about this incredible program, be sure to get on my email list so you don't miss all of these special uh, info and invites. And then lastly, one more important thing. I am so honored to be partnering with James in June 2023. So if you're listening to this when this episode airs, uh, it's about a week before this awesome thing is going to happen. But I am honored to be partnering with James in June to show you how to build the exact machine that you can plug into your business for consistent like clockwork sales in his free three-day live event called The Rise of the Digital CEO. And trust me when I say, you do not want to miss this. Is, this is the best free live training I have ever experienced. You're going to learn how to build an online business that will give you the freedom you want and the income that you desire. You're going to learn about all the five critical ingredients that every scalable online business needs in order to make money consistently so that you don't have to hustle day in, day out. And this starts on June First. And one more little disclaimer that I'm going to throw in there because I am such a huge advocate for this incredible training is that this free live event is nothing like any other free training that I have seen on the internet where it's just a bunch of vague fluff that ends in a pitch. James puts so much time, effort, energy and value into this event that it is going to blow your mind and it's honestly more helpful and more valuable than most paid programs and i can tell you that because i have taken a ton of paid programs over the last 10 years i don't even know how many but i have spent thousands of pounds thousands upon thousands of dollars on different programs related to online business and this free training is better than 90% of them easily. So you can go sign up for this free three-day live event called the rise of the digital CEO at the link that I will provide for you below in the show notes. Day one starts on June 1st. Day two is on June 6th and day three is on June 8th. So it is a three-day event that is spread out over a week. Um, and of course you can get access when you sign up, you'll get access to the replays if you can't make it live, but it's really awesome because it's not three consecutive days. It's really nice that it is spread out because it gives you time to fully watch and ingest and implement what you learn. It is so freaking good. So don't miss it. Go sign up for the rise of the digital CEO starting June 1st. The link is going to be below for you in the show notes. Woo! Okay, I had to say it. It's so good. It's so good and it gets better every single year. All right, did you sign up yet? Sweet. <laughs> All right, now without further ado, let's head on into the interview slash conversations with, and I said conversations. I mean, I guess it's, you know, conversation. You know, my brain's a little fried today, but it's cool. Let's head into the conversation with, James Wedmore. He is my dear friend and also my own business mentor for the last three years. The guest, 
James freaking Wedmore. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Allison. It's great to be here. And I got to be honest, I do the exact same thing. Every episode is my most I'm favorite so episode that I'm most excited about. Even my wife pointed out to me, she's like, every time you show me like a meme or like a new TV show, you say, you always say, it's this is favorite. the best, you know, TV show. This is the most hilarious meme. And she's like, do you realize you do that? I'm like, yeah. And. It's because you're like constantly topping yourself, you know, it's like, it's your new favorite and your new favorite. And exactly. the reason why you're looking at that meme or doing that podcast episode is because you're excited. So, (laughs) but I am really pumped to have you here. Seriously, y'all, you're in for a big, big treat. I got to say this dude, I'm going to let him introduce himself in just a second, but he has been my business mentor for the last three years and he has made the biggest positive impact on me, my life, my business. Just, you're like the catalyst for so much growth, like incredible growth. And I'm just so thankful for you and your amazing team. And I'm like, so glad I like dropped into your world three years ago. I'm just so thankful. And I'm, if you had told me three years ago that you were going to be on my podcast, first of all, I would have pooped my pants. And (laughs) second of all, I wouldn't have even believed I would have had a podcast because three years ago, I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to do a podcast. So here I am with a podcast with you on it. And I'm just so pumped to have you here because I'm just so thankful for you. Yeah. So just in case my audience does not know who you are, maybe they're like me four years ago, they have no clue who you are. Give us a briefing on, of course, what you do, who mm-hmm. you help, how you help them, a little bit of backstory. Well, I love the word that you used because it, it's always resonated with me for so long, uh, catalyst. Mm-hmm. And so I think the, the shortest version is, I love to say I'm a catalyst for other people's business growth. Mm-hmm. And um, the people I enjoy working with the most are those that feel like they either have a message to share or they want to build a, a business that helps people mm-hmm. and help a lot of people. And um, the way we're a catalyst can take many, many, many forms. One of which is understanding that your business is a reflection of you. Yes. <laughs> so people don't want to really admit that. Uh, it isn't you. It's a reflection of you. Yeah. Um, and where you're at. And we can talk about what that means. Oh, yes. And, and we will. And, and so what that really implicates is that when we want to grow your business, we have to take a look at, at you and how we, you grow as a, as a person, as a leader. Um, oh, my gosh. As a leader so much in so many yeah. ways. And, yeah. um, and, and that's really where so much of the process um, begins, you know. People, the problem is people are spending 90% of their time searching for the new strategy when the strategy is like 10%. Right. And it's, it's 90% you. And unfortunately, people don't like that answer because it's very intangible. You know, it's yeah. like, what do I it feels do feels very with fluffy. That? Exactly. Yeah, and I do want to talk more about that because that and was I me four years ago. I was like, yeah, Exactly. Whoa. And I don't, I, don't like, I don't like fluffy. So I get yeah. that, you know. So I aim to bridge those two two worlds to ground it because we still like I'll talk about some weird stuff (laughs) which I love he got me into all the weird stuff so when I'm talking about the quote-unquote weird stuff now on my podcast you can blame you can blame him (laughs) yeah um totally I will I will totally take the blame for that but I like to I like to make it applicable I like to be grounded I like to be tangible because the reality is is that we still operate in this like 3d tangible world you know 
like the things we can taste and touch and smell and stuff. So I believe um, that when we can begin to integrate that, those two, some really exciting things can take off. That's what happened to me. Yeah. Um, I did the four years, four and a half years of, uh, you know, my parents, especially my father, who's in his eighties now. So it's a different generation. I mean, he grew up as oh, yeah. a child in the great depression. Mm-hmm. Um, he came out of that. He was born uh, in 1939. So he was, you know, right after that. And, um, you know, it, he, he ingrained in me and I'm so grateful for it. Um, so it's not like a bad thing that, you know, you have to work hard and sacrifice for anything that's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I learned from him the hardest, uh, working worth work ethic, but from both of my parents really, truly. And I still, and I want like people misconstrue this when I start talking about these things and we'll go deeper in a moment that I'm lazy or I don't work hard. I still, I still work hard. It's a different type of working hard. Mm-hmm. In other words, um, it's about le- putting less of my effort into something and it's putting more of my heart into something. Mm, I love that distinction. So it's, good. That's a very different type of work. In other words, yes. anyone here can scramble around their day, staying busy, <laughs> trying to check off a thousand things on their to-do list. They're not pre- present. They're rushed. They're urgent. They're working on the wrong things, doing them the wrong way. And then someone can sit there and say, what is my next required action? What is the most important thing that I can be focused on today? And I'm going to give it all I got. I'm going to pour my heart into it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to create it from the best level that I know how. And I yeah. do that, you know, I want to put like with all of our content and training, I want, I want it to be the best, not the best compared to someone or something, right? The, the best compared to my previous best, the yeah. best compared from like, is that the best I could give from this moment in time? And then tomorrow it'll be something even better. Yeah. And, um, you know, so yeah, we just offer a very different way of looking at, you know, business and all these things like money. Yeah. You know, success, sales, all that type of stuff. And that's one of the things that drew me. So I don't remember exactly how I found you. I want to say it was about, did you start your podcast like four years ago? How old is your podcast? Yeah, I think we started. I mean, it's like, when did it quote unquote start? It was released. I want to say in middle of, I think it was January 12, 2016. Okay. I started recording as it's episodes um, about six months prior. Okay. Um, And I was, I was really like nervous and um, yeah <laughs> yeah the, coming out of the woo closet yeah i, I, mean, I think i i'm oh, sorry i was gonna say yeah, i think but, I, I found you pretty much right when your podcast started i don't know how i found you but i started listening i was in the day one episode but the thing that drew me to you was or maybe it was a little later i don't remember somewhere around that time sure it all the reason through. i found you is because i was like watching a video of you like surfing and like on a dirt bike and and you were like talking about business but you weren't actually working you were like playing the whole time and I was like oh I was like that looks fun and I'm all about fun I like to have fun Mm -hmm. and I what I saw of you my first impression was like here's this guy he's obviously very successful but he's having so much fun and then I listened to your podcast and one of the one of your intro you say, and hard work and what is it that you say? Hard work and hustle. Are yeah, that was our old one. We've, we've, uh, we've, we've changed it and really gone deeper with it, but it's, the, it's still the same. I still agree with it. It's hard, hard work and hustle aren't essential ingredients for success. For your success. And that's what drew me in because mm-hmm. me four years ago, 
I was making money in my business, but I was working 12 hour days. I was constantly, you know, checking off all the to do's and being productive. And I'm just gonna, I have so many goals I wanna reach and I'm gonna work harder and faster and I'm gonna get there faster by working more. And I was exhausted and I was living in chronic anxiety. I wasn't enjoying really any of it. Even the goals that I was hitting, I was just blowing by. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh, there's a different way. Maybe I could learn this different way from this yeah. guy right here. And so that's what drew me in. And that's what I would love to talk about more of, of mm-hmm. how hard work and hustle are not essential. For yeah. And, and you know, I, I start with something like that, especially on that show, because it's really the opposite. I mean, it's changed so much in four years. You and I have both seen such a shift, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the environment that I grew up in, because I mean, I'm going into my 14th year in business now. The environment that I grew up in was very different. Uh, even just four years ago, it it was like you know you're not working hard enough, and that's what you gotta you gotta push and sacrifice even more. Right. And um, you know I understand who that's speaking to. There's a lot of people that are lazy, whatever mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not a judgment. Like it's just that's how they're pre- being perceived is like lazy. So I'm gonna motivate you to get some work done. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, and I, I wasn't lazy ever. I was, I actually spent those four years working, those first four years of my business working so damn hard and I had nothing to show for it. And I think that's an important place to start is even as controversial as that can seem to say that hard work and hustle aren't required um, for your success. Um, it, 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 maybe you're not on board with that yet, but we can all agree that if we look around, we know of at least one person that's working their tail off right now and they've been doing it for a long time mm-hmm. and they don't have anything to show for it, you know? Right. Um, and maybe that that's you listening, right? And so it, it is about being open to another way. And what, what immediately came to mind that kind of starts this, which um, unfortunately I forget his name, but I saw a documentary about, I don't know, 18 months ago and it was so beautiful. It was it's so simple too. <laughs> It's a documentary. Don't forget the name of the documentary or the the person that it was about. Um, And so I'll have to, I want to say it was Clark Little. um, (laughs) It it might've been Clark Little. That's the name that's coming to me right now, but I might be off. Anyways, it was a documentary about one of the the top infamous in this industry, uh, surf photographers in the world. He's not a surf photographer. He's, he's a be- he's, it's beautiful work. He's, uh-huh. he photographer, he, he, I think it's called shore break is the name of the documentary. And it's about, um, his, his journey and his art of, um, photography. Hmm. And what he does is he photographs shore break, massive shore break waves, which for people that don't know what that is, that's like literally a wave that is breaking on the sand with huge <laughs> barrels and stuff. And, and he does this in, um, I think he's in Oahu, North Shore of Oahu. And if you watch the documentary, what, we, what you will see was, is this extraordinarily successful individual who's got now galleries and photo, unbelievable photographs and books and stuff that sell for tons of money. And he's this little kid. Not, not literally, metaphorically. He's a little right. kid. He sees a wave and he, and he, he jumps out of his car. He's the way the surf's up. He is so excited, <laughs> jumps out of his car and he runs into the ocean. I mean, and, and you just watch it. And it's so funny because his style is so unique. He like yeah. runs and dives onto the sand as this wave crashes on him. He gets beat up. He's That's rolled right. around, thrown <laughs> into it. And he just walks away with the biggest smile on his face and he goes and does it again. And that guy, you can just see, has not worked a day in his life. Right. And yeah. And so 
what I believe, this is some, this is a concept called the law of Dharma. Are you familiar with the law of Dharma? Have you heard I've of that? heard the law of Dharma. I know, but remind me again what it is. And in case anyone sure. listening. Yeah. And so, so this is a law. So there's a lot of laws, you know, like law of gravity, right? Law of lift. Yeah. Um, you know, law of gravity, you don't have to believe in gravity and it still works. So it's a law. It means it's like a universal principle. And so the law of Dharma is based around this idea that if you're breathing, if you're alive, which means if you could hear my voice and that's you right now, then, then that means that you're here for a reason. You don't exist by accident. And what that reason is, is that you have some uniqueness some gift, some talent, something. And your job, really, of course, it's your choice, is yes, obviously, to figure out what that is. And so many people spend their life saying, oh, that's not me. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. And the first thing we have to understand is say, well, it's a law. So the fact you that do. you're breathing means you do. <laughs> but I understand that it's a journey to uncover what that was. Because it was a journey for me. It was a journey yeah. for Allison. It's yeah. a journey oh, for yeah. us all. But, but it's then our job. Or rather, let me say, instead of, I don't want to make anything a job or ob- obligation. Mm-hmm. When you begin to live your life in a way that, that your life unfolds in a way that you are delivering that gift, that uniqueness to the world. That's where we have a deeper sense of fulfillment, purpose, meaning, and alignment. Absolutely. And I, what I love to do is, is help business owners do that. Yes. Um, I believe that one of the reasons why we're not uh, successful in business, you know, there's all kinds of reasons, so I can't boil it down to one. But if you're not in that alignment, then the universe, God, source, whatever, doesn't want you to stay there. Yeah. So it's going to give you the contrast because contrast gives you clarity. This isn't yes. it. Let me keep moving. Let me keep searching. And you'll know it when you're there. And that's really where the, the stars align. And we have the opportunity to be in alignment of much more abundance. And you're happier. You're oh, enjoying yeah. it more. And I'm going to keep going with this for just a second. So what that means is, is we want to start doing really two things. <laughs> and um, is, is following our heart and saying, what does I love to do that will also help people? And, and then it's about number two is finding a way to get paid for that. That's beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Because then you'll never work a day in your life. Exactly. Yeah. And you've heard people talk about that. And, and I believe that is available to all of us. I believe that's available to every single one of us. However, we all have a lot of what we can call healing, a lot of inner work to do. And um, one of that is that we have these core beliefs that we can actually take this really down some weird stuff. Um, but you've heard people talk about some core beliefs like I'm not enough. Yeah. Right. Uh, I just had Marissa Peer, who's unbelievable. Do you know who Marissa Peer is? No, I actually don't. She's she's so amazing, and she talks about the one of the three things that all you know all humans on the planet struggle with that are you know can pinpoint all the cause of our problems and stuff. Right. One of these is this deep rooted um, belief of I am not enough. Mm. And so um, I actually believe it goes deeper than that. I don't believe it's just learned. I actually believe that we. Um, that, that we're actually, that this is a, ener- I mean, you guys really want to buck up some weird stuff, but this is an energetic blockage. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> um, that, that the idea of unworthiness and not enough is, is an energy blockage that we are incarnating into this, uh, into this life. So it's happening mm-hmm. at a soul level. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and it gets activated at certain times in our life. And, and it's a very universal thing. I mean, most people on the planet are walking around with that as a truth for them. And then they spend their lives hiding it or convincing the world that they are enough by using 3D strategies to compensate for it. Mm-hmm. So what do you think entrepreneurs use as a strategy to compensate <laughs> for their belief that they're not enough? Hard work. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you hear it in our society just daily in the language uh, where like you're going to go treat yourself or go on a trip or do something for you? And what does somebody say? You deserve it. You've worked so hard <laughs> yeah. for this. I'm having you're, a cheat day because I deserve it. <laughs> right. Because I, I mean, and the, and the reality is, is you always deserve everything mm-hmm. that you desire. It's not because you worked so hard for it. It's not because you sacrificed it. It's not because anything. And the problem and the scary implication, and this is where I, you know, I'm just sharing actually my insights from my own journey and story. Okay. So me talking about this doesn't mean I'm immune to it or I was always immune to it. Um, not in the slightest. I spent <laughs> four years trying to be enough by saying I'm going to be the hardest working person so I can be good enough, deserving enough and worthy enough for someone to listen to me, give me money, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, I, my first coaching client was, if you look at the implications, this is so funny. Like we have a nine, last year was $9 million business. It's going to be higher this year. And when I got started, my first coaching client for 90 days of coaching, $200. (laughs) And she asked for her her money back. Whoa. This is a great side story. Yeah, totally. Like that's where I, that's where I started. Right. (laughs) So today, I think uh, I think I would do a half day for fifteen thousand, and they'd have to go through a lengthy uh, application process. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's because our time and efforts is is better spent in other places, not because I'm just trying to be greedy, which is another belief that we can address if people would like. But <laughs> yeah. um, she asked for the money back because uh, <laughs> this was the best part. I loved this. What was uh, her reason? She said, "You know, you gave me a great to do list and a lot of stuff to do, um, which is really great and really helpful." But at the end of the day, none of it got done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> right? So she hired me to like help her like map out some things to do in her business. And uh, she didn't do any of them. She so couldn't she do her. it. Yeah. She couldn't do it. She didn't do it. That's okay. Hey, yeah. okay. Um, so anyway, so that's, you know, that's where I started. And we all start with where we start. But if we, if we believe at this core level and you, you almost like feel it more, more in your heart, does that feel true to you? Does that feel true that you're the the things that you want, you don't feel like you're deserving of it. What a lot of entrepreneurs do is they say the way to become deserving is to To work hard, to work hard, to become deserving. Mm -hmm. And the scary thing is, is you'll find yourself where I found myself, which was in a deep, dark depression where I did work my ass off. And I actually did have success. Mm. Um, we had a, our four years and then finally something, bam, popped, made about $400,000 in 30 days with my first That's digital product. Crazy. I mean, not my first digital product, but my first iteration of mm-hmm. my business around like teaching video and YouTube. And um, I, I felt just as worthless and undeserving of it as I'd always felt. Nothing changed. The money didn't change me. The amount of work I'd worked up until that point didn't change who I was. And I realized I needed to change some things within me. And, um, you know, you see it. You see it a lot. You see people that have spent their whole life trying to prove something that they didn't ever have to prove 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and they get all the things in the world and it's still not enough for them. And it's, and it's, it's heartbreaking. So, you know, entrepreneurship itself is a, uh, well, life itself is a, is a, is a classroom where we get to learn yeah. to school. Yeah. Right? I love this quote. I've been, oh, go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say, that's what I love so much about it is like, it's, I've always loved self-development and self-improvement and like being an entrepreneur, like really for, if you want your business to grow, then you got to grow. And the more you grow, the more your business is going to grow. And so it's just, I think it's a really cool thing, but anyway. Yeah. And, and I, and so I think like saying, I want to be an entrepreneur saying, I want to start my own business um, is accepting. <laughs> it's like being in high school and you're like, I want to take AP classes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to take the accelerated class where it's going to be tougher. I'm going to learn more and it's going to help me more, you know? Yeah. And I, I really think that's what it is. And I love this quote. I don't know who said this or where it's from. Um, so I can't, I, I can't quote the author and I apologize, but it's something to the effect of, um, you know, life is a school. And then someone asked, you know, I think like a guru says that and the, and the, the student says to the guru, so what's the difference between life and school? And the guru says, well, in school, you learn the lesson and then you take the test. <laughs> in life, <laughs> you're tested to see if you can learn the lesson. Oh, that is a good quote. Yeah, it's really great, right? And where this then leads us is to another great area that we can just touch upon and then I'll check in with you wherever you want to go. Yeah, I've already found like three rabbit holes. Right, (laughs) and there's more than that that we can have fun with. Rabbit holes within rabbit holes. Right, Um, and, and one of those is like what's, I just had a coaching client with a, remember her name is Susan just a couple of days ago. And, um, you know, she's really struggled in her business and we got talking and we find out that she did her first webinar. So she went to go live, put herself out there for the first time and no one showed up. Mm. Now that was April of 2019 and it took a while, but she admitted, and it was hard to admit that that's why she hasn't done a webinar since. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, and now she's ready to do one again. And that's her second one. Her second one. Her next one since, okay. Exactly. And why I share this is because what happens is um, (laughs) things aren't going to go your way. You're going to say, this is all great, James and Allison. I'm so excited. I'm going to go play bigger. I'm going to do this thing. I step outside my comfort zone, which you should. I really think that you will see results excuse me, in direct correlation to how many times you're stepping up to the plate Mm -hmm. at those at bat moments where you're either going to hit, hit it, or you're going to miss it. And so she missed it. Susan missed it. She, she, she put a webinar out there and no one showed up. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we put so much shame and embarrassment and meaning on that, Mm -hmm. that we carry that. She goes, I haven't. And then she told me, I'll never forget it. She said, this was just a couple days ago, last week, I think Wednesday, last week. She says, I haven't forgotten about that webinar mm. since, since it happened. And I stopped her and I said, no, it's not the webinar and no one's showing up that you haven't forgotten about. That's done. That's in the past. You can't even yeah. point to it. What you haven't stopped focusing on is the meaning and the interpretation that you gave it mm-hmm. and what you've then projected out into your future. And that's, what you, that's all you've done. And what I got her to see was that, this is so awesome. 
is that when we're so busy to judge what happens that doesn't go your way, because a lot will not go your way in business. A lot exists. All the time. Like, oh, yeah, people refund, people say no, people say nasty comments. Yeah. They're going to say that every day, all the time. If you're out there playing the game, if you're up to the plate, you know, you're swinging, yeah. you're going to hit some and you're not, you're going to miss some. And so what matters most is what are you saying about those things? What are you saying about the things that didn't go your way, that didn't happen the way you wanted, didn't match up with your expectations? And that's where our choice is. That's, mm -hmm. that's where the cho choice is. And for those of us that label it a failure, it wrong, it bad, or us a failure, or us wrong or bad or not good enough, I guarantee you that that's you. And, and I'm not to say this in a shame, shameful way, but you failed the test. Right. You failed the test. Yeah. And so what happens when you fail a test and you don't pass a grade in school? You got to do it over. You got to do it over. You got to keep so, doing it. <laughs> so you're going to keep doing it and you're going to perpetuate. It's, the test is going to come again and again and again until it gets so bad. Now, pain is a blessing. It's going to mm -hmm. get so bad until it's some, you finally go, enough is enough. What is it I'm missing? I got to yes. figure this out. I'm not, I got to change my thinking and I change the way I'm looking at this. Mm -hmm. Most people don't stick with it that long and then they give up and they say, business is too hard. This doesn't really exist. James was lying when he says that it takes hard work and hustle. It's, it's, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Well, of course it's the hardest thing you've ever done because you've never done it before and it is absolutely challenging, yeah. but it's not the type of challenging that means you're going to have to spend 3D effort and, and physical health sacrificing work for 14 hours a day to yeah. make it successful. It's actually quite simple but that doesn't make things easier. It's very challenging. We have to change so much of our belief systems. We have to change so much about what we think about ourselves. It's not easy to let go of a lifetime of saying I'm not enough. That's not easy for no. anybody to oh, do. No. So to, to say something as simple is not to say that it's easy. To say that it doesn't require hard work does not mean or implicate that something is easy. It's a different type of work. Mm -hmm. So what, here's what's so beautiful about that. I had her go through an exercise of saying, okay, so you've made it mean that I'm not good enough. That's what she made it mean that I, who, I, I'm not the person that these people want. I don't resonate with them. I'm, you know, I'm not their people. They don't like me. And I made her go through a list of seven additional um, interpretations on that uh, one event. Mm -hmm. And where we landed on was something new, something new that opened up. And this is so cool. Awesome. And, and what she realized and she smiles, she says, what she teaches and what she does is she helps quiet introverts speak up <laughs> and share their voice more. I love and it. She, and she just said, this is part of my story. And then as I'm doing this coaching session, there's someone else who watched it within minutes and said, listening to your coaching session and hearing what happened to you is exactly what happened to me. And this was so inspiring. I'm going to do another webinar. Thank you so much. Mm. Which means she's with already in the instant that she created a new meaning on it. She already in the same fucking instant mm -hmm. already changed someone's life. That's the, awesome. the meaning you create will project out the, 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 the reality that you want. Mm -hmm. So when she changed it to this, this will just help more people. It instantly in that moment helped somebody else. And I had to point that out to her. And yeah. the, I mean, that's the implications of this. And what I'm talking about are, are huge because there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. There's a lot of things that have been going on. If you think this is the end, it's not, <laughs> no. it's just the beginning. And, you know, for us to practice, to put more, um, empowering 
deeper context Mm -hmm. for what's going on, a deeper meaning for what's going on is going to help you navigate these times in so many ways. You know, why so many people are saying, you know, what's wrong with the world? What the hell has happened? There are, and we won't talk about here, but there are much more like, Mm -hmm. you know, spiritual and beautiful um, context of, of where we're going. There's a much brighter side to the coin. <laughs> yeah, and it's not to, and, and the thing is, is it's not to negate what is, and that's a right. very important thing. You can't create a meaning um, or a new um, context without accepting what is. And so a lot mm-hmm. of people think when you talk about these things like positive thinking or manifestation, that you're burying your head in the sand. And right. let's not ignore that. There are people that absolutely do that, and you could choose to do that. Um, but you will be so much more powerful. Let me say it this way. You, re- you regain so much of your power when you have the ability to pause and accept what is. Because mm-hmm. you've heard this before, what you resist persists. So Absolutely. you are resisting what is. If you resist anything of what's going on in the world, if you resist um, your, uh, your webinar didn't get any, uh, any attendees, if you, when you resist that, it persists. Yeah. When we accept the facts of what is, this is what happened. We reclaim so much of our power mm-hmm. because that, that event can begin to lose its, its uh, energetic charge. And so then we can say, okay, this is what is, and I accept what is. Now what? Now yes. what are we creating? Yes. Uh, I chose that. I choose that. I accept that. It doesn't mean anything. Nothing means anything. You, I know you've heard this before. Nothing means mm-hmm. anything except the meaning you choose to give it. Yeah. And we are sloppy meaning that, makers. That was a real hard pill for me to swallow when I first, I remember when I first, so for all of y'all listening, um, I initially, you know, was listening to his podcast. I joined one of his programs, um, but I did coaching with him. And I remember you would always stop, like whenever I started talking during a call, you would always stop me and like, because I was always assigning meanings to things and, you know, I still catch myself doing it, but like, you would always stop me and I'd be like, and you'd be like, well, what, what are you making that mean? And I'd be like, and I remember in the beginning, I was getting so frustrated, like, so frustrated. I was like, I don't want to try to read. Like, this is what happened and tell me how to fix it. Like, that's what I was like (laughs) thinking. Yeah. But yeah. which now, we can, but it's, I don't think that's the way I can be of service the deepest at the deepest level for somebody, you know? Oh, of course. But like, I'm so thankful for that because now, you know, practicing just like that oh, awareness of, okay, what am I making things mean? Like what app, like what I like to do every morning now that's made a huge difference is I wake up and I kind of just list out my first three to five thoughts that just come to mind. And I'm like, mm, are any of these are are any of these disempowering negative thoughts? And there almost always is. And so I make it a habit to just kind of like reframe those. But I'm constantly asking myself, any time that I'm feeling off or ang- anxious or stressed or bad about myself, it's always because I am thinking something that is not true or I'm like yes. creating some meaning around something yeah. that is just, you know, BS or, or, you know, whatever. And it's so powerful when you start to notice that because then you can flip that switch and create a new meaning to give it that is yes. much better. <laughs> yes. And we've, we've created, you know, one of the things I kind of illuminate people to is that we grew up as students mm-hmm. and this gets a little controversial, but that's okay. Um, as students, 
we're in like the public education system, we're really trained to be more of an employee mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only a small percentage of people that really become entrepreneurs anyways. So it's, it's, right. it's I didn't learn anything about entrepreneurship. That's for sure. Not even in college. No, no, we didn't. And we actually learned more about things like you got to hard, work hard, you know, ask permission, wait your turn, stand in line. Mm-hmm. And the thing you got to understand is that what true entrepreneurship is, is having a vision in your mind. Actually, no, it goes before that. The vision gets created through the contrast. Mm-hmm. So it's about seeing what's in the world and saying, I see a problem with this and I see a different way. I see a better way. I see something that no one else sees. And so a, a vision gets created. And lo- the only reason that thing doesn't exist is because the rest of the world doesn't see it that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so an entrepreneur has to be a rule breaker. They have to be. They have to go against the grain. They have to go against the group think. They, they have to. I mean, to be successful, I mean, you don't have to do anything. But those that do are, it's, and people think entrepreneurship is just following what somebody else did and working harder. Yeah. No, that's not, that's not entrepreneurship. Because entrepreneurship is about vision. It's about innovation, mm-hmm. right? It's about creation. Yeah. And you have to be willing to have the courage and the commitment to operate from your vision at all times, despite what anyone says or thinks or believes otherwise. But when did you learn that? When did we learn how to do that? Right. And if, but people just say, well, if I just work harder, all of a sudden the money will start coming in. That's, that's an employee mindset. I can't tell you how many people have said, it goes back to the deserving thing too. Like I've worked so hard. I deserve more. No, you don't. You're already deserving and the hard work has nothing to do with it. Because there are a lot of, I mean, it's like, for example, if Alice and I say, hey, let's both build pools in our backyard. It's summer, it's getting hot. Yeah. And, and I choose to just start digging with a shovel and she just rents like one of those earth movers for the day. <laughs> Who's going to get the job done faster? Who's going to be more successful sooner? <laughs> and who worked harder? I worked way harder than she did, you know? And yes, it's simple as saying, oh, James, are you just saying work smarter? I'm like, well, it goes much deeper than yes. that. Yes. Yes. Um, it goes much deeper than that because you can work hard. Are you sorry? You can work smart and still believe that you're not worthy, mm-hmm. and then you'll find ways to sabotage that. So. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I would love to talk a little more, kind of in that direction. So you you described me like four years ago. Uh, as I mentioned, I was working twelve hour days. Just like part of it was definitely worthiness, especially being like that I was teaching about business. I was like, well, in order to teach business, in order to be worthy to like teach about this thing, then I have to like have this level of this and this level of this. I'm going to get there faster if I just work harder. And it was just this big, giant, vicious cycle. Um, But something that I also remember you telling me few years ago that also really frustrated me at the time <laughs> that I now I'm like, yes, that is so true. And it was so freeing when I finally got it was first of all, the, the hard work and hustle is, is keeping, it, it can actually be not just making you move slower, but it might just be keeping you stuck entirely, but also this like um, attachment to like the outcome Mm, yeah. kind of two different things but like I used to get extremely attached to these goals that I was setting yeah and in a like almost unhealthy way like I put all of this pressure around it put all of this meaning around it I'm not gonna be I would even put off feeling certain things until I hit a certain goal like I'm not gonna be 
I'm not, I can't feel peaceful until I have X amount of money and I can't enjoy this until I do blankety blank. And so I would love to talk a bit about how can you set these awesome goals and why is it so important to detach from them and kind mm-hmm. of how do you detach from them? Yeah, some really great questions here. The number one thing is, is most important piece is the awareness and recognition of it. So you'll hear people say things like, I don't set goals. Mm-hmm. And, and when they say that, you go, why? And they're like, because I don't want to get disappointed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> goals, yeah. Goals, goals don't disappoint. It's the attachment of, and the expectations that we create that does that. Yeah. And so here's the thing is that would be like saying I'm going to the airport, but I don't have a destination. <laughs> You're not going to get very far. So yeah. we have to live our life with intention. I mean, again, I'll say I have to a few times. You don't have to do anything. Right. Uh, Obviously. But what I'm saying is, is it's pretty important. In your day to day (laughs) to know what you're working towards. Yes. That you're living with intention. And it really is about detached intention, Mm -hmm. which means you decide where you're going and you put your focus there. And you trust in this belief and this idea that I created for a context of my life that your success is inevitable. In other words, it will happen, but it will happen in divine right order and divine right timing. And Mm -hmm. God, source, the universe has a far better plan for you than you could ever create. So the attachment happens in two ways. First, we get attached to how it's supposed to happen and the way in which it's supposed to show up. And the moment we see evidence on, on our path, that doesn't line up with that, we start freaking out. You know, <laughs> like I didn't get anybody on my webinar. That means I'll never be successful, but that's the thing I want to be is to have a successful business. So we are, atta- we are detached, sorry, attached to that's how it has to happen. I have to have my first webinar be successful, mm-hmm. right? So we have attachment to how we think it's supposed to happen. And if you just knew, like a future you came back and said, it's all yours. You're going to get everything you wanted. Just chill out and enjoy and keep helping people. Then mm-hmm. when that first webinar happened and didn't go out the way you wanted to, you wouldn't lose your stuff. You just keep going. Right. But that's, and that's the thing is say, maybe that webinar had to happen that way with no attendees for a reason, because there was a lesson there for me to learn. Of course mm-hmm. you can't learn that lesson when we're all hung up and calling it a failure. Stuck in it and, bah, yeah. Yeah. And then the next thing that happens is people create the goal and, and they create an attachment to the goal by saying it means something if I hit it and it means something if I don't, right? Yeah. And, and the reality is, like I said before, it doesn't mean anything that you hit it or you don't hit it because you made the goal in the first place. Yeah. You just made up and pulled out a number out of your ass. And I've had people say, no, if I say, what are you, you going to make it mean if, you're, if you don't hit $100,000 in this launch? And they start going into a whole story about like that. I'm not cut out for this. I'm not successful yet. I don't think we deserve to be in this group or this program, stuff like that. And I go, well, what if you hit $99,000? What does that mean? They're like, well, I mean, no, it doesn't mean it. Okay. What about 98,000? Right. What about 97,000? And it's so silly. And I do it to show people. I'm laughing because that was me. That was like my thought process. (laughs) And so another implication of what's happening is that when you put that attachment to something, you got to be very careful because when you put importance to things, you actually create, this is a pretty deep thing here, the polar opposite energy. When you make something significant, you create like the, the opposite because we are in this dualistic balanced, you know, universe 
So when you say, I have to do this thing and it's so important and it's the most important thing, you're simultaneously creating, creating the balanced opposition yeah. of that. And it's yeah. that balanced opposition that becomes the thing that knocks your goal down and knocks you down. And this is a really deep principle to really practice mindful. In other words, we want to have intention. We want to know where am I going? You want to say it with the same energy and the same effort. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to just stick, stick with the word energy oh, of guess. like if you were just ordering something on Amazon today or if you mm -hmm. were hungry and you wanted to go get a snack, even if it's the biggest goal on the planet, you want to do it with the same level of energy, which is like, I'm hungry. I'm going to go get a string cheese or something. I don't know. First thing. Came <laughs> I love string cheese. <laughs> right. So you just go and get it. You're not like, oh, this is the most important. <sighs> you know, it's the same energy, right? It's the same yeah. thing. But you, you do it with such intention that it's, there's no energy behind it. It's just a decision backed by action. You do it. And mm -hmm. some days you look in the fridge and there's not string cheese in there and it doesn't, it doesn't ruin your life. You just say, okay, I got, I got to go get, go get some more at the market yeah. and that's it. And, and that's where people started to get this wrong. They're like, ah, if I try harder and I close my yeah. eyes harder and oh, I yeah. spend more forcing it, it's like, no, you're actually creating the, the, the polar opposite force that pushes it away. And it's and stressful, you, which makes it harder because you're filled uh, with, you're filled with things, at least for me, because I was pushing so hard. I was so anxious mm -hmm. about, oh, I'm not on track you know, or whatever. Oh, I'm off track, off track, whatever. This didn't happen. So it's not going to happen that my mind was so clogged with those thoughts that I couldn't even realize a great idea if it just like smacked me on the brain. Real hard, <laughs> right, you know? right, right, right. Because we, we want to train ourselves to be into an open and receptive state for those great ideas, you know. Um, but when we're so like fixated on why isn't it working or not, I'm not on my, you know, and yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that happen. I've seen where things didn't go according to plan, because that happens all the time. All the time. And I remain, I, I stay and remain open. I stay open to that. I stay in that place of it's inevitable. And what's going to happen is what's going to happen is going to happen the way it's going to happen. Just like if I sit there and ask you, is, does anyone think that the sun's going to rise tomorrow? If I ask that question, will this, do you think the sun's going to rise tomorrow? No. Most people would say it with such a level of like, what a dumb question. Yeah. Why, why are you right. asking the question? Yeah. So it's like, and are you going to be successful? Are you, are, is your next thing that whatever you're going after, whether it's your goal or your outcome, whatever, is that, is that going to manifest? Mm -hmm. And until it's that same energy, um, now, you know, probably why it won't. And so when I stay open to that, that's when all of a sudden an idea hits or a friend randomly calls you and shares something that worked with them or you stumble upon something on Facebook that you read that changes everything. You know what I mean? Yes. And so it's staying in a receptive mode by, being, by staying detached but intentional. Yeah. And, um, and that's, yeah, that's, that's really important. And so here's the other beautiful thing is that if you don't hit your goal, number one, you went after it. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. But watch this. If you went after your goal, I can guarantee this 100% every single time. Every single time. I mean, I will put money on this, like good, good money. Mm -hmm. Because I've, I've coached so many people through this, including Allison herself. When you yeah. go after the goal, one of two things will happen every time. One of and two this things. is a great quote, and I have quoted you many times on this. So they probably heard this quote. Because it's so simple and it's so it true. Is. But it, it it, it, I can't guarantee this will happen if you don't go after your goal. You got you to put it on the line. You got to step out onto the court. You got to play the game. 
uh, I can't guarantee it's sitting on the sidelines. Anything's going to happen at all. Actually, I can't. I can guarantee nothing's going to happen. <laughs> right. but I didn't want to be that harsh. All right, but nothing's going to happen. We're, if you we're don't all, do I'm all about tough love over here. So. Right, right. Uh, I love you, but it's going to be tough. Um, so one of two things going to happen. You're either going to get your goal or, or something better, right? right. I, I, that's one. That's option one. It's either going to, you're going to get it, I got it, or something better. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to get the lesson that you needed yes now here's the thing the lesson that you needed there's a lesson there but the reason you didn't get what you wanted is because you didn't learn the lesson Mm -hmm. okay so that lesson is the requirement for the the manifestation the goal or the outcome Mm -hmm. so if you are too busy saying putting a meaning on it other than what, what is there here for me to learn? What have I missed? What am I mm-hmm. missing? Or hire a coach, a mentor, and say, can you help me look at this to see what I need to learn from this? Then guess what happens? Just like we've already stated here, you repeat it. And you will w- repeat the problem until you either give up because mm-hmm. it gets so bad, or you do learn the lesson. And then guess what? The cycle repeats it again, does. And yeah. again, yeah. And oh, again, yeah. and again and again and again and again and again. And I'm, I'm dense, let me just say. Not, not like in a degree way, but I am one of those people who will get knocked on the head with the same lesson about 20 times first it'll be gentle and then it'll be a little less gentle and a little less gentle and then finally i'm like okay fine it's i get it i'll do anything fine it will do it you know like i am that person who has to hear it like 20 times so yeah um but yeah i I found it certainly to be true even just like this past year and i I won't like get too sidetracked but like Basically, for like the last year of my business, I learned a lesson like this where it felt like anything that I was doing in my business wasn't really working in terms of just like, it just, it just didn't, it just wasn't, you know, I was doing the things, I was taking the steps, I was doing these strategies, but for whatever reason, it was just like, wah, wah, kind of results. And I'm like, what is going on here? I'm doing all the things they're telling me to do. I'm doing all the things. And I knew for like at least, I would say at least a year, I knew in my gut, I was like, I don't think I'm not supposed, I, it is not my passion to be teaching like business marketing. Like Mm. I knew that in my gut last summer even. And, but I refused to change directions because I think partially I'm stubborn. And also I was like, but I have all this content with business strategy in it. I can't just like throw it away. Right. And, also, and that's the, and what all that, that struggle, yeah. which I honor that. Cause I, I understand that a hundred, I understand it more than, you know, that's a struggle between the head and the heart. Mm-hmm. Your heart is telling you there's, there's something else for you, Allison. There was. And, and then the head's going, but you have all this stuff. It makes money. It's proven. It's yep. working. It, yep. You put all this work into it. And I've never met anybody that said, you know, I'm so glad I ignored my heart and just <laughs> stayed right. in my head. But that's what I did. And so it was like, I was doing all these things that weren't working and I was ignoring my gut. And so finally it was like just getting, you know, worse and worse and worse. And finally I had this moment of clarity, like a month or two ago where I was just like, you know what? I think I'm going to listen. I think I'm going to listen to this lesson and kind of, you know, I'm making this big pivot. Well, I don't have to make it big, but it's a pivot in my business. And now I'm doing, I'm going in the direction that I know 
is in full alignment with what I love so much. And it's not teaching marketing, but I was so wrapped up that it had to be marketing. Like I was so mm -hmm. sure that I was going to get to where I wanted to go teaching marketing. And I also kind of think I made it kind of almost like my identity. Like that's sure. who people know me as up until and this I can't point. Change, I can't change that. And you know, as we kind of talk about the podcast, I had a whole identity shift and mm -hmm. um, for me, it was very easy, but it was, I've, I've had, I've talked to so many people that like, how do you pivot? How do you shift? How do you change? <laughs> you, like, just, you just do it. You just yeah. become the person that you're here to become and be unapologetic yeah. about it. And that's what and, I did. I'm, and can I just say that I had initially like a couple of weeks ago, I had planned this big, like pivot day where you know like in mid-july i'm gonna rebrand and everything and i'm gonna change the name it's gonna be this big deal and i was like wait a second no like i'm just gonna start doing it and so like i, I just, love that i just yeah. I, it was a waste of there was no reason yes. to do that and so i, I honestly like if you go to my website now wonderless.com you'll see that it's no longer wonderless.com i just changed it and i didn't make a big deal out of it and i just i didn't even tell anybody i just decided to do it and I did it. So this podcast might not even have the same name when the episode comes out. That's great too, because <laughs> I think we do those things for us. And yeah. when you're leaning more, like if the pivot is leaning you more towards your Dharma, you're going to realize that it's something um, that isn't about you or for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that, that kind of, that pivot parade, I think it's yeah. more for oh, us than it I is. I had for a big people. parade plan, but it got canceled quickly. Thank goodness. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know what? Like why put my energy into that when I can just get into the energy of like sharing. Exactly. This, doing, doing it now. Just doing, doing it now. It now. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. I, I've seen yeah. people go into these whole hooplas of like exciting with new branding, all the new brands. It's like, no one cares about that. No one cares. And that, you know, I love branding, but I was like, that's not, like, I do know, like, that's not the important Thing. Right. It's not to downplay <laughs> the significance and importance of brown branding is to say no one cares that you've changed your logo. Right. They really don't. You know what I mean? Right. Like it doesn't need to be an event. That's why I didn't even tell people that I changed my website name because I'm like, ultimately it really doesn't matter. You'll find out when you go, because like yeah. I redirected the URL, but it's not a big deal. So <laughs> but I love that and I love that. Um, okay, so I want to be mindful of time. But I would love to talk a bit. Oh man, I have like 20 rabbit holes I wanted to go down. Let's see here. Which which rabbit hole should we go down? So let's talk quickly. If there is someone listening to this right now and maybe they're where I was four years ago, busting, busting their buns, spinning their wheels, working hard, or maybe they're just not gaining traction. They're doing all the things, they're not gaining traction. What would you say? Like, what are just what would you tell them? Like, what are the steps that they can take to kind of get out of that cycle? Yeah. Step and number one is to acknowledge that like the challenge here, which is why we talk about this hard work and hustle thing so much is because work becomes your greatest distraction. Mm -hmm. As long as you're working, you're not present. I mean, most people don't know how to work and be present. You can. Mm -hmm. um, so don't misconstrue that, but most people are not present when they're working, which is distracting them. It's like, as long as I'm, and you'll know it when you just keep saying, oh, I'm just too busy for that right now. Yeah. That was me all the time. Yeah. It's very easy. Cause here's the thing in that sense it's a very dangerous drug because there will always be things to keep you busy. There will mm -hmm. always be things that you can do. I mean, I have a team of 15 full-time people, like core people on my team. Mm -hmm. And we can all find ourselves very busy and there's stuff that we say we don't have time for with 15 of us. And yeah. these are 
hard, you know, a lot of them, they're a yep. hardworking action takers. Yep. And I mean, you know, they're like hardworking clones of me in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. Super efficient, super productive. We kick ass. They do. They we do. Experience saying there's too much. We got to say no to some things. We got to cut some things back. You'll never do it all. Mm-hmm. And so the first step is to really acknowledge that, become aware of that and pause for a moment. And what I would actually invite people to do, and, and I think, you know, just to offer different perspectives that all say the same thing, Bruce Lipton, who wrote the book Biology Belief, I was listening to him recently, and he said something to that effect. He said, when things aren't moving slu- slu- uh, smoothly, when things slowly, don't move new word. Slowly, smoothly, when they are going slowly, when they're just, the way you were just kind of describing that, yeah, he already says from all the work, amazing work that he's done, that the implication is that there is something off in our programming hmm. by, by what we mean by our subconscious programming, our belief system, our BS system. Mm-hmm. And if you're the kind of person that was like me and Allison, where we said, well, if it's not working, then what? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll work harder. If it's not working, I'll try and jam the square peg in the round hole. It's, it's probably not going to change. It's probably not going to do anything different. And so instead of doing that, which is what most people's strategy is, we want to actually pause and stop and um, look at what programming could be causing the type of, uh, we'll just call resistance, um, you know, uphill battle or causing it to just not work smoothly, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to, however you want to describe that. And when you just start asking, you can get some real great clarity. Now, this is what I help people with. Like, I want to challenge beliefs about selling, about running a business, about time, about money. Definitely a lot, a lot about of love, time. Because that's like, that's like the foundation of everything. Like, your beliefs it, it really, ultimately it really drive is. It everything. really, really is. And people don't want to say it. It is. And that's fine. Um, but I want to be the living example of that. Okay? Like, we, we took our company from 3 to $9 million last year. How did I mm-hmm. do that? Because I, I changed my belief system from a $3 million business owner to a $10 million business owner. I said, what does a $10 million business owner do? How do they think? What do they believe? Where do they spend their time, their effort, their energy? What do they do differently? And I got it wrong half the time, (laughs) you know, but I started getting it right. You know, the things that we've been able to create today, like we just bought, this is crazy to share. We just bought three properties. We're building out an Airbnb business out here in um, Sedona, Arizona. And, you know, like, are That's you thinking crazy. like a, a, a hundred property Airbnb? I don't know about a hundred. The intention I create is 10. Nice. Uh, you know, and, and we've done three. As soon as I said that intention, we did three in five months. Yeah, that's a lot. Four months. That's a lot. That's yeah. totally a lot. Um, like the things I, I want to be the living example for people so that you can be the living example for people. I think that's the whole point, you know? And so I, I need to talk about these things because these things made a difference, such a difference mm-hmm. in my life. I've had to change. I've now had to change beliefs around wealth, around, mm-hmm. you know, finances and investments and, and all that type of stuff. Um, and so we will, we need to constantly go to work on that in every area of our life because your business is a direct reflection of, of you. Um, and when we go to work changing you, you've heard it before, like change the things you think about and the things you think about change, right? Yeah. I say how you see business determines what's possible. So we have to take stock of what is in our life. And we have to start asking ourselves questions like, um, what beliefs would have created this? Mm-hmm. What perspectives would cause this? What, what am I 
in the receiving mode of what do I need to learn from this? Mm-hmm. And I, and, and so is it as simple as a mindfulness practice? No, it's not as simple as that. Um, it, it can be, that can be one important piece. Um, but if at least in this episode, we're opening the door to saying, if you've never done what you want to do, you don't know how to do it. Right. Stop convincing yourself that you know that this is the right step and that you should just do more of this because you don't know. And coming from a place of I don't know is really going to be really powerful to open you up, you know, to more, mm-hmm. um, to more new ways of thinking, to new beliefs. And it's, you know, with all the students and Allison's just one of them that, that, that describes so many amazing experiences when they started to change the way they think about some things, their business changed, their life changed, their, their, everything. everything oh my gosh. It's amazing because it did for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And it did for me. And so I'm just sharing what's worked for me and then it works for others. And I think also as well, anybody listening, that's what you're here to do is like, you did some things, it worked. You want to share, share it with others. Yeah. And what you're saying is just to kind of cap on that, to make it really like tangible steps, something that I started doing when I started working with you is you were essentially described just, just now working from like getting clear on, okay, like what is kind of like the desired outcome and getting clear on, well, what are the, the thoughts and beliefs, the actions I'd be taking if I already had that outcome kind of reverse engineering from oh, the yeah. end in mind and, and doing those things now, like, like to go back, like when, when I was just starting to get into your world, I was very much like, I had this certain goal I wanted to meet, um, but I was not working from the place of having already met that goal at all. For example, I was still working by myself. I was doing all the things, one woman show, and I was almost proud of it for like, oh my, I would always be like, oh, I've been a one woman show for 10 years or however, <laughs> however many years. Right. But then when I actually took the time to sit down and say, wait, where, what do I want my business to look like? What, what is this vision I'm working towards? I wasn't going to get there by spending an hour in email every day and having to do all this freaking yeah. tech work every day. And so that for me was like a game changer of like getting clear on not only just where do I want to go, but you have to start working from that place right now. Like you keep putting it off. Like for me, I was like, Oh, I'll hire when I get there. Oh, I'll, I'll do that yeah, thing really when backwards. I reach that. It's really backwards. This is what I call conditional commitment. You know, we'll do the things that we know we need to do when something changes. Mm-hmm. When you do that, nothing changes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's simple, but I didn't even like notice that it was a thing. Simple, not easy. Right. right exactly. Like, you know, when I tell people and they don't love hearing this one, of course, <laughs> um, <laughs> stuff like, um, <laughs> you know, when people say, well, I can't afford to outsource yet. Yes. But that's, that's only because you haven't been outsourcing. Mm-hmm. Somebody I remember I didn't like it when I first heard it, but yeah, it is but true. If you're, if you're doing all the low value activities yourself, you're not going to have very much time, effort, and energy to do the high value activities that make you money. Mm-hmm. And, and it's those low value things that are going to continue to fight for your attention yep. um, and pull for you because they're reactionary. They're urgent. They got to be done today. And you can stay busy for 10 hours doing that and not yep. really go anywhere. You're just kind of staying afloat, like trying to survive the day, yep. but you're not growing you're not thriving. And, um, you know, even when I hired my first VA, I mean, and I didn't have very much money at all, like not at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I started to say, wait, I can get an hour back. What am I going to do with this hour? Oh, now I can get two hours back a day. 
And I mean, like you're talking about two hours a day. That's, uh, that's 10 hours a week. It's huge. That's 40 hours a month. That's an extra effing month or uh, a week. Sorry. An extra week week, in a month. That's an extra week in the month. And then you'd multiply that by 12. And now you're talking about adding three to four extra months to your year. And then we wonder why so many people grow faster than us. Yeah. But there's some of the great implications right there, you know? So a lot of things we need to talk about, a lot of things that that can really change the way we look at business and ourselves in the context of business. Yep. I love it. So speaking of changing the way you look at business, you have an awesome, okay. You have so many awesome things happening right now. I would love for you to first, I know you have an assessment tool, a free Mm -hmm. assessment tool. Yeah. Can you tell us what that is and who might yeah. want to grab that? And people are already starting to assess. Um, <laughs> we started with, when, we, when I started teaching all of this, I started with a really simple premise that was the results that you want, or rather the results that you receive, are determined by the role that you fill in the business. See, it's one thing to have a goal say, I want this thing. And obviously most entrepreneurs do do that compared to most people. You go around to some stranger on the internet or around town and you're like, Hey, do you have a goal? What are your goals? And most people are like, ah, what's a goal? I don't have a goal. I don't dream. And that's sad, but that's you know, for another time. Uh, but you have these desires. Like I want a business. I want a business that does that. Right. But at the same time that you create that desire, we have to start to understand that your business has needs as well. Mm-hmm. Your business has needs and it has needs from you and, and from others and there's a lot of those needs that are not being filled. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that really equates to in the most simplistic effect of the role that you fill. And so what, mm-hmm. we, what we talk about was the role that is needed is the role of the digital CEO. And just like we've talked about already today, it's like really have to accept what is to see where you are, to right. know where you want to go. And so when we can kind of take a look, and it's an uncomfortable look at the role that you are filling, like how, how am I showing up in my business? Am I, mm-hmm. am I the employee? Am I the modern day marketer? Am I the intern that doesn't get paid? <laughs> um, there's, it's just a series of questions that I actually think the questions we ask in the assessment are more important than the result that you'll get. I think people are like, yeah, I know that. Yeah. Um, it's asking the questions that people haven't asking, like, do you already have help here? Are you spending more of this amount of hours and time in your inbox? Yeah. Are you spending more time doing this than you should be doing that? And these are the questions we should really be asking ourselves um, and, and evaluating. And so they are eye openers because I took this, I don't know if you've changed it, but I remember I took it like three years ago and I was like, oh, <laughs> like it opened my eyes to a lot of things. You're like, yes, I'm doing that. Oh, crap. Yeah. Just kind of accept that and acknowledge that. It tells you where you are is going to free you up to to move to where you want to be. And that's what we love helping people do. So Yeah. Yep. So you have a free assessment tool. I'm going to link it for everyone below. I definitely encourage you to to do it because like I said, I did it. It was a huge eye opener. And then you also have an epic video series. Yeah. Coming up, tell us what that is and when is that happening? So the goal is we want you to be in the role of the digital CEO. And so this series is called The Rise of the Digital CEO. And I focus in this series on anyone who has a digital product or wants to have a digital product business, whether it's coaching, one-on-one coaching, group coaching, it's consulting, it's books, it's a membership, it's course, it's it's programs of any. I mean, we've had people even do just like, meditations of the month, like uh, live retreats, virtual retreats, events, workshops, you name it. 
Um, that's who we focus with. And it's about showing them if that's the type of business you want, how to run it like a business. Mm-hmm. And when you learn how to run it like a business, uh, you, you will, you'll grow it. Right. Mm-hmm. So we really help with the, the internal and external performance side of growth and scale, rapid growth and rapid scalability. And it's a lot of things that people aren't talking about. There's a lot of people yeah. just, just talking marketing, like you got to have a funnel or something like this, but they're not actually showing you the whole complete picture of how to actually run a business and how to yeah. be the business runner. <laughs> that's, what, and that's what I love about all of your content. And that is why I signed up three years ago for all of your things is because no one else, I had done a ton of business things and business programs and business courses, but they were all just the business strategies. And I was doing them, but I still was like not getting to that next spot that I wanted to be, despite the fact that I was doing it exactly like they said. (laughs) And no one else was teaching like the, all of the inner work combined with the business. And you just have a whole, if you're not familiar with James and his team, they are so much fun. Like you all are, you all focus on fun. And that's one of the things that I love about you all is you're always making things really fun. It never feels like, it never really feels like work. And so I just think it's, it's so important. I mean, like, I mean, it doesn't have to be important for anybody else, but fun is important in my life. I mean, two days ago I was off-roading on ATVs, you know, like fun is one of my core values. I can bring fun into my business and encourage other people to have fun, not take things too seriously. Like I don't take things too seriously. And I don't think anyone else should. I think we should be having more fun. I think we should be more fun in our business. Totally, totally great. It's one of my core values. I'm sure a lot of you listening, it's one of your core values. If you're listening to this podcast, you know me by now, like fun is a thing. So if you want to check out that video series, when does that happen? June June, 15th, June 15th. And I, you changed it again this year, but let me just tell you all, like, it is not your typical video series. It is like full on, he calls it biz flicks. It is like little mini, it's like little mini TV show. It's super entertaining. First of all, it's full of value. So you're going to want to watch it for that, but it's full on entertaining as well. Really well done. I have to give you props for that. I, you have a film, he has a film background. I lived in Hollywood for five years doing film. So I appreciate that film aspect and it is so it is so good so you're not going to want to miss it june 15th. i no, i appreciate it it is it's fun to make it's it fun is, to make and you and it shows it and it shows it's like i watch it every year well now for the third year in a row because it's that good mm. so all right well are there any final words of wisdom that you would like to leave my listeners right now with any last golden nuggets of wisdom. I usually like to end each episode with like, what is one specific action step they could take today to apply everything that we just learned. But usually, but usually I'm really focused in on like one specific thing for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So we kind of covered a lot. So yeah, we, we, we have covered a lot and um, I don't feel like there's anything else left that isn't really already going to call this episode um, complete um, other than like, for me to just, I think if you start getting really clear on what you want, mm-hmm. um, like if you could journal on that, like, what do I want? We can start taking a step in that direction today. And, and the real challenge and opportunity is for people to answer that question without the limitations and the filters that we put on that question. Like what's realistic? 
Mm-hmm. What do I really feel like is possible? What do I feel like I deserve? What am I worthy of? What can I do? Yeah. And that, that filters and becomes, acts like a governor to that question. And so I like to just play and say, instead of asking, what do you want? Ask, if you had a genie and a lamp, what would the wish be? What would you wish for? And no, I don't mean a million wishes or a million genies. Cheating. <laughs> no, because like you could do that too. That's fine. But then, okay, what would your first real wish be? Yeah, yeah. Like what would you use that first actual wish on? And uh, that allows you to kind of get out of your head and into your heart, have a little bit more fun, imagination and, you know, creativity and just get clear on what you want and know this. I won't get into this, but I'll leave you with a mind bender right here. Oh, I love some, it. some of you, and I know Allison does, like knows a little bit about quantum physics and stuff like oh that. Gosh, yes. Quantum yeah. physics starts to have a conversation that like infinite realities and possibilities exist within any moment, mm-hmm. right? And we collapse from that infinite possibility into the one reality that we experience in this moment. So anything's possible 100% of the time. Even quantum physics tells us this, but here's where it gets really badass. What I've learned in all my study and personal experience is that whatever possibilities exist and probabilities exist, uh, actually, let's say it this way. If you have a thought form that comes up for you, like an idea or a desire or a dream, that's a thought form and it comes Mm -hmm. from within you. That thought form, listen to this closely, that thought form can't exist without the probability of its existence simultaneously existing which means the moment you want or desire something, it simultaneously exists as a possible, probable reality. So there is no need for us to say, is it possible? Because it can't be possible if you held the thought. Mm. So it does exist as a probability. It does exist. There's no need to worry about, but I don't know if it is. I don't know if Mm. it's possible. It is. It is about doing what needs to be done to align yourself to do what it takes to make that possibility, that probability, your actual reality. And when you, when you get that, and if people got that, you might need to rewind and hear what I said. (laughs) We can spend so much less time, effort, energy, suffering, Mm -hmm. wondering, fearing, and doubting our inevitable success. And Mm -hmm. we can just get on getting on. That's pretty Mm -hmm. badass to me. And I love it. And then I love that you topped it all off with some quantum physics because I don't I haven't talked a lot about that on this podcast with oh man. Quantum physics, if you want to dive down that rabbit hole, it is fascinating stuff. And it's incredible. So that's amazing. Thank you so much, James, for coming on this podcast. This has been so much fun. I love it. Where can my audience go to dive into your your world of yeah. Well, if you're already, yeah. If you, I mean, if you're already listening from a podcast here, um, it's, it's probably going to be pretty easy when you just hop on over to another podcast. Right. So if you search for uh, mind your business, mind your business podcast, I think there's like 20 of them now. When I started, I was the only one. Really? <laughs> um, Are you serious? Yeah. 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 Multiple we just look same recently. names. Oh my gosh. Same names. I mean, that's fine. There's room for all of us, you know, um, but you we started about- a trend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, maybe. I, I'm not going to take any credit for it, but <laughs> um, I think we're, we're up to almost 400 episodes today, which is pretty amazing. That's awesome. Uh, all these things that we talked about where Allison's like, we can go into a rabbit hole here. Like, yeah, we've done all oh, that. He goes our- down so many rabbit holes. Y'all go listen to the podcast. It is so good. Mm-hmm. It is one of the 
only podcast that I listen to consistently every single week. I have a few subscriptions, but I don't listen to them every single week. Yours I listen to every week. It is so good. So do yourself a favor, go listen to his podcast, go binge on all the episodes. And with that, with that, I guess we're signing off. I don't know why I'm talking in a voice now, but let's just end the podcast episode with a lovely... It has ended. It has ended. And, uh, and done.